0: I'm Betcha's co-founder, Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
1: Betches Media presents... It's one person
0: coming in from China. It's going to disappear one day. It's like a miracle. It will all be great. We're going to be so good.
1: This is a pandemic. The Betches SUP Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. <laughs> Hello
0: and welcome to the Sub Daily Corona Cast. I'm Sammy Fishbine, and I'm Elise Morales. And the Corona Cast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID 19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it.
2: Hi, Sammy. Hi, Elise. <laughs> we were engaging in wedding planning talk before recording, so no pun
0: intended. We were engaging.
2: <laughs> yes, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, uh, two just two gals not knowing what their wedding's gonna look like, yeah. and, and and empathizing with each other,
2: <laughs> and trying to figure out like, does the staff wear masks? Do what? those masks look fancy? Yeah, are they? <laughs> what do we do with the mask? Anyway, it's a wild time. We're gonna figure it out.
0: We are. We yeah. are going to figure it out and we will keep you posted and check out the Betches Brides podcast for more info on that. For,
2: yeah. For all the info on Corona brides and all that stuff. The The Betches Brides Insta account has actually brought me so much joy in this time because they've been featuring so many like really cute ceremonies that people have done, like porch wedding ceremonies and like drive-through ceremonies. And I just like, I found it very sweet to see.
0: I do too. Um, I, I I try to ask myself, I'm like, am I down to earth enough yet to do this? <laughs> um, but the answer is so far been no. Oh uh, no! It's, it's not just only my decision. Like Avi has so many family members and like, you know,
2: it's just. Oh t- yeah. yeah. I listen, I um completely personally, my feeling is like everyone who had to deal with a Corona wedding should deal with it in the exact way that they feel like would make them happy. So like, Danny, my fiance, has a cousin who like they had a Zoom wedding, but they're going a year out, like a year from now, they're going to have a big party that kind of they get to do their wedding that they had planned.
0: I hope they can do that in a year. I Um, know.
2: I hope they can do it in a year. Also, because if
0: they can do it in a year, you can do your wedding in more than a year. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a year and some change and we're keeping, keeping those fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember when you got engaged, I was like, wow, long engagement for Elise. And now I'm like, oh, that was smart. Mm. At
1: that
2: first, worked nicely
0: for her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At first I was like, kind of, I was like, damn, I really didn't want to be engaged for longer than a year and a half. That was like the amount of time in my mind. And, and we were like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh God, we're going to be, we're pushing like over two year engagement. I like, whatever. And now I'm kind of like, well, that turned out, good <laughs> yeah I mean same it's
0: funny like I was thinking yesterday I was like I got engaged at t- age 29 I mm-hmm. might not get married till 32 which is
2: That's wild I That know. is crazy
0: but it just shows Obviously, you like it's just a number I'm like well you're 26 so yeah. like and you're
2: talk to a me. man yeah, <laughs> <So> yeah. <you're, laughs> you know yeah um. Okay. Should we get into the news of the world? I guess, and not the news of our personal, <laughs> our personal wedding plans. I guess so. Although, um, you know. yeah. Well, to take the mood way, way down. Uh, we Amer- the United States has officially hit one hundred thousand deaths from coronavirus. We were uh, approaching that. I guess we would call it a milestone. It's weird to call it a milestone, uh, but we were approaching that milestone over the weekend. It now has officially happened. That means we're having about 900 American deaths per day. This is twice the amount of the, um, of the number of Americans lost in the entire Vietnam War. Um, That's wild. Yeah, Trump marked it with a tweet
0: which is so crazy. A tweet that was so evidently written by Ivanka, which was um, given given away by the use of the word love, which is (laughs) not a word that him, Jared, Pompeo, Kellyanne, none of those people. No. Insert that in there. But Ivanka is just vapid enough to think that anyone could envision him writing that word down himself.
2: Mm -hmm. And she also, like... The only he time knows... Trump has
0: ever said the word love is when he referenced that he fell in love with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like he also said love when he was like, Jeffrey Epstein loves young girls almost as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. <that's, you're laughs> I feel right. like that's another instance of him.
0: Thank you for fact-checking me on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, he said love about Jeffrey Epstein and young girls, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh, Um, Okay, so unfortunately, uh, this is not the only story of death. COVID-19 is not the only story of death that we're talking about today. Um, We also want to talk about the demonstrations that took place in Minneapolis. They've been taking place over the past couple of days, but things really heated up last night. These demonstrations are, of course, about the police death of George Floyd, who was... Killed by four officers. Those officers have been taken off of the force, but they have not been charged with any crimes as of now. So that's what these protests are dealing with. I think Caitlin and Amanda spoke really beautifully about this in a previous, like the most recent yesterday, yesterday's episode. Um, but obviously this situation is continuing. And last night, some videos started going viral of a target being looted and so now we're kind of going into that it's kind of the same thing that happened with the ferguson discussion which is like people who want to not have to talk about the death of george floyd are now talking about sort of this target being looted
0: it's which it's, is it's so scary and crazy um yeah but you would think that like after the recent goings on with like Amon Arbery that maybe police officers might be on their best behavior. Like you might just be a little bit more careful with the yeah. life of a black man. Like, yeah. why wouldn't He's you just literally
2: like, saying the exact, he, he said, I can't breathe, which is the exact words that Eric Garner used. It, they've become a rallying cry of the black lives matter movement. Like you think you would maybe be sensitive to that language at all, but I mean, I think that that just goes to show how deep the problem really goes. Like when people talk about a systemic issue, that's what they mean.
0: It's also just like, let's think on the most human level possible. You're touching, you're like preventing someone from breathing. They say to you, I can't breathe. Wouldn't your like human reflex be to like loosen up?
2: Yeah. So I I don't kill somebody. It's also not lost on me that it's like, you would think that maybe as a person going through this pandemic that literally attacks your lungs and ability to breathe that the ability to breathe like your, you would be more sensitive to the importance of human breath and what it means for a person to be able to breathe. Like we're seeing people lose the ability to breathe hundred thousand Americans die because they lost the ability to breathe. And then this guy's just going to literally choke someone out with his knee in the middle of the street. Like, it's crazy in plain
0: view where you can't even it's not like, oh, my police camera malfunctioned. It's like there are photos and those photos are brutal. Like, yeah, it's yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are so there are obviously so many activists that are speaking on this. And I would really encourage people. A- Akila Hughes from Crooked Media Had some really beautiful words to say that I would encourage people to go on her social media and look up where she talked about kind of the effect on the effect of seeing these videos shared on social media and on on Black people. And I think that it's really important for us to be aware of that as we're sharing and trying to speak out against this death. Like, are we doing it in a way that's constructive to the people on our feed? Are we actually sharing good information and helpful things, or are we? retraumatizing people.
0: Yeah, and I mean also like I think just you you and I like we know it's not about us. Mm-hmm. So I think that just we would advise like our audience because we don't you know, we're not the authority on this. Um just to to seek out black voices mm-hmm. and their perspectives and if you're questioning the situation, wh- what your perspective is on it, I'm sure a lot of listeners of this podcast You know, are kind of already there, but yeah. Um, it it's time to kind of like re-educate ourselves, um, and that is only done by really following the people in the communities that are most effective.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so we're really not your voices on this, um, the two of us. Mm -hmm. But we encourage you to seek out other voices, like, like we said, Akilah Hughes. um, Yeah, Caitlin, obviously,
2: Rachel Cargill, always a great person to speak to, Um, you know, and listen to yesterday's episode with Caitlin. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just, I, yeah, I definitely would say that as a white person, it's really important to seek out voices of color on this and kind of take your cues from them. Yes. And also Uh,
0: Caitlin is, Caitlin is writing um, a piece for batches.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on her her perspective on this, so we're hoping that this will be something kind of new to the main Betches audience to have, a you know a piece like this, a perspective like this that is you know it's not our usual humorous takes or you yeah. know celebrity takedowns. Um, it is you know a, it's going to be a bit more of a serious perspective mm-hmm. um, from from the eyes of someone who is living this. So yeah. please check that out. It should Definitely. be on batches either later today or tomorrow. Definitely. By Caitlin Bird, our co-host.
2: Great. I will be looking forward to reading her words. such so a yes. smart and thoughtful person. She really is.
1: Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Okay. So while
0: Americans are still dying every day from COVID and the Midwest is embroiled in painful racial tension as it often tends to find itself in um the president is focused on shutting down the website that made him who he is um the dictator glow-up is nearly complete as he prepares to sign an executive order allowing for harsher consequences for social media companies who remove misleading and extreme content like his own um this comes after Trump more broadly threatened to shut Twitter down entirely for allegedly silencing conservative voices. You know, conservatives love to say that all the accounts that are banned are conservative accounts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe, you know, I don't know the, the the truth of that statistic, but maybe there's something to examine, like maybe conservative accounts spread false information more, or maybe more yeah. bot accounts take a pr- conservative point of view.
2: Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting that it's like, that by removing conspiracy theories that are disproven, it errs towards one group over than the other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Maybe you should examine why conspiracy theories seem to be... And, like, false information seem to be coming from one side and not the other.
0: Because of the liberal elite media who lies about everything.
2: Yeah. So, this
0: was the first... So, Twitter took action, crazy, for the first time by marking his... By, appearing to fact check his tweet, meaning they leave his tweet up as is. And they put a little thing underneath that says like, see the facts about whatever it is he's saying. Mm -hmm. So specifically this started with, um, he tweeted that mail-in voting is ripe for fraud and will compromise the election. Um, which is false because Mm -hmm. there's no evidence that mail-in voting results in, in a great deal of fraud. Um, and he was tweeting this as a number of states moved to send registered voters absentee ballots or ballot applications ahead of the November election to get the mail-in voting off the ground in case we are still probably dealing with coronavirus in November. Um, in addition to the you know run-of-the-mill voter suppression that we're yeah. seeing from states like Georgia. Um, vote by mail is also just more accessible to people, including the president who voted by mail in Florida and Kaylee McEnany who voted by mail 11 times in the past 10 years. Um, spreading misinformation about election interference is actually more likely to interfere with the elections than letting people mail in their ballots. Um, so Twitter put up this warning and it says, "Get the facts about mail-in voting." And Trump got really mad because this is his favorite. I mean. Facebook is truly Trump's favorite platform. Yeah. Actually, he pays all of the money, to for his false and misleading advertisements. But Twitter yes. is where he gets his message out. Um, that's where he puts out his propaganda hits. It, that's where it's most effective. Um, so, a, so his response was to write an executive order, mm-hmm. his favorite. You remember there were like a ton of those back in the day. Yeah. Um, and a draft of the order, I don't believe it has fully been revealed yet as of this recording, but a draft of the order accuses social media platforms of invoking, this is the quote, invoking inconsistent, irrational, and groundless justifications to censor or otherwise punish American speech. If implemented, the order would make it easier for federal regulators to make Case, to make the case that companies like Facebook, Google, YouTube, and Twitter are suppressing fee- free speech when they suspend users, remove posts, or flag them as potentially inaccurate. So this is this is pretty broad, mm-hmm. um, and it will almost certainly face a court challenge when it comes when it's fully out um, under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Online companies are essentially immune from liability for content created by their users and posted to their platforms. Meaning, he wouldn't be able to be like. I'm shutting like I'm completely shutting down your platform because there is misinformation on it mm-hmm. that is promoted by your users. Um but that's also the same statute that's that has made Twitter not crack down on Trump and other world leaders with their misleading tw- misleading tweets. Um because they say, "Oh, he has free speech.
2: We aren't allowed to take it down." I mean, I think a lot of what we're seeing is that, you know, we <laughs> we invented this uh, this crazy thing called the internet. And through that- Al Gore invented
0: it, actually. Al Gore
2: invented the internet. It's a series of tubes and he invented them. And <laughs> now we have social media. And it's like, I really do feel like our laws and our legislation have not, like we haven't actually updated the text of really anything to reflect this new digital age. And so now it's like all of social media is basically dictated by this, communications decency act and we can't even figure out what they actually like we don't even know how to interpret it as to what it even means right also like
0: like you wrote in our newsletter before the audience demanded a retraction the average age of our lawmakers is 115 yes so as it's like, we know these people do not know how to post an instagram even though it involves the plus button mm-hmm. like one button like how do you expect them to understand the nuances of like Bots and trending, like trending topics, and how that actually like happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's interesting. I mean, this was all on display when Mark Zuckerberg went before the Senate, and they tried to talk to him, and like they didn't even understand how Facebook makes money in any way, shape. Like they were thought it was Google. Yeah, they were like, so what's the difference between Facebook and Twitter? And it's just like we're not going to be able to figure this out with people who like. It's don't just even-
0: weird because, like, you would think that even if they don't understand, like, the internet or the platform, they have used computers. But even that, how do they not understand that those are two different, like, companies? Like, cor- yeah. they're different corporate entities. You'd
2: think they would at least understand that element of it. Yeah, like, if the f- – I don't know. My thing is, like, people should not be making laws about the internet if, like, you don't know – like, if the font on your phone is so big <laughs> because <laughs> – and you, like, don't know. You've, like, never clicked out of one of your tabs. Like, I think that The font if, size I, test. I, yeah, I think that in order to, like, make laws about the internet, we should have to, like, we should take a lawmaker's phone and look at the font size and see how many tabs they have open and ask them to use, like, one app. Just but be, wasn't like, there that funny thing where,
0: you, where, like, I think you talked about how Bernie Sanders, like, said he... They asked him his favorite app
2: and he was, like... What did he say? Texting? I, I, I don't... I don't remember. Damn. He did say something funny. He was like, I don't have.
0: He's like, Ma- I don't use apps.
2: Yeah. I think it was probably, if it's Bernie, I would imagine that he was like, I don't use apps. I have a flip phone. Like, we not There was like one that. thing where he was like, they tell me I have
0: to use this.
2: Yes. I think, or um, maybe you were kidding. But speaking, I, I remember the interview. It was the one where he says he doesn't wish people a happy birthday. But yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey there, Overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com/feverdream. That's homechef.com/feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homechef.com/feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: So speaking of Mark Zuckerberg, um, Zuckerberg is basically on his own little media tour right now because we know how charismatic he is why can't Um, they hire like a better face i know i'm like can we get anyone else can we just get jesse eisenberg as mark zuckerberg to go do this um but basically he's been doing this media tour in reaction to twitter fact checking donald trump insisting that social media networks should not be fact-checking what politicians post. So here he is talking about Twitter's policy on Fox News. Twitter decided for the first time ever to fact-check one of President Trump's tweets. I wondered if you thought that Twitter may have made the wrong decision here. We have a different policy, I I think, than Twitter on this. You know, I I just believe strongly that uh, that Facebook shouldn't be uh, the arbiter of truth of everything that people say online. Um, I think in general, private companies probably shouldn't be or especially these platform companies shouldn't be in the position of 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 doing that so just as a reminder uh facebook actually decided this year that it will allow politicians to post things that are not true with the justification that the public will expose their lies and handle the fact checking which obviously Seems does to not be going happen well. <laughs> it like clearly does not happen um According to Facebook's policy, no one is allowed to post information that could lead to voter suppression, which is, again, like posting misinformation about mail-in ballots is a form of voter suppression. And election interference. Yes, but Facebook did not move to flag or check Trump's claims about mail-in ballots. So it's like they technically on the books are like, okay, so like we're not going to post misinformation, but if you say something that's wrong about the election, we'll take that down. But also, we're not really going to do that either. Um, and this is actually very interesting because just yesterday, the Wall Street Journal released a report that Facebook back in 2018 had conducted a ton of internal research to try to find a way to make the platform less toxic. And the data actually showed that the company's algorithms exploit the human brain's attraction to divisiveness. So, like, it helps to divide people. But they didn't do anything about that. And higher-ups at Facebook actually moved to shelf the report. And um, they said that this was basically because because the report said that any remedy that they took Would impact conservative users more than liberal ones because those are the people who are sharing misinformation about stuff.
0: Right. And it's so interesting that Mark Zuckerberg is like, we can't let the platforms decide what's true. It's like, that is so obviously a stance that you're taking because Trump and the Republicans are one of your biggest advertisers. Yeah. They are like the. and I don't obviously have a list of Facebook's, like, advertisers by value, but I would not be surprised that if that Trump's campaign, which is going to spend probably hundreds of millions of dollars on Facebook this year, mm-hmm. and the Republican Party, which will do the same. Yeah. And it actually is probably their most effective platform because the user base is old and kind, and their platform is, like, technologically, I think one of the most, like, hardest to use, like least appealing, especially when you compare it with like beautiful Instagram or even like TikTok, which is like super seamless. And so you have basically these like, you have Trump paying for Mm -hmm. Zuckerberg to not change his policies. Yeah. Is what we have here. Even though they are fully aware of the fact that what they're doing is, is wrong.
2: So what's also interesting about this and they talk about this a lot more in the Wall Street Journal report is that Facebook, I didn't even realize this, but Facebook's vice president of global public policy is George W Bush's former chief of staff, Joel Kaplan. And apparently he was like very instrumental in pushing them to not fuck with conservative users obviously and just kind of in general like Kaplan um He's like he's a controversial figure in right wing politics. He he supported uh, Brett Kavanaugh throughout his nomination, and apparently he has like a lot of sway over Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, and he's taken on a much larger role in Facebook since the 2016 election. And basically, like this Wall Street Journal report was kind of showing how this guy he might be kind of the mastermind behind why Facebook has decided to be the the quote-unquote conservative social media platform. Not that they would even call themselves that, but it's just like they're the ones that seem most interested in catering to that base, and it might be because of this Kaplan guy.
0: Interesting. Now yeah. I'm so curious about this guy.
2: I know. I, just, I, didn't, like, I didn't know anything did c- about him. I mean, it must be cold, hard facts that he is displaying, because Mark Zuckerberg is not going to be displayed by like some sort of emotional plea. So he probably just showed him some like facts and figures and was like, you'll make this much money if you don't do anything.
0: Right. Those are the facts and figures he was showing. There's no way he was like, oh, well, this seems like the morally right thing to do. Like, I don't know. It's so, it's so weird how Mark Zuckerberg's morality works. Like he really, I think has a code that he has, you know, only invented for himself
2: <laughs> yeah yeah again i just always come back it's really funny because me and danny re-watched the social network in quarantine and it's just like it's not like mark zuckerberg's like a great dude in that movie but he comes off as like i mean jesse eisenberg makes him like so charismatic and like you know charismatic it's ruthless more just the- but like 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 cool Hollerball. like he's gonna be in the meeting and he's gonna be like you've got part of my attention the minimal amount and it's like mark zuckerberg could never deliver a slam like that he could never say like well that's why aaron sorkin probably
0: like shouldn't have been writing mark zuckerberg we should have had like an algorithm writing mark zuckerberg
2: that it would actually it would actually make it would be more accurate for a computer to write mark zuckerberg's dialogue than for an actual human to try to conceive of it that is 100% true. true
0: Yeah, I mean, I I wonder, I wonder. really do wonder why they keep him as, like, the face of any of this, but then I sort of feel like it's actually a lot, it's almost easier for them to keep him as the face because yeah. then you don't, like, soil another person. You just, like, lower expectations of Mark Zuckerberg, which makes things ultimately easier for them.
2: Yeah, and it's, like, he's so famous that it's, like, hip, the fact that he's recognizable maybe outweighs the fact that, like, who likes him? Is anyone, like... I'm a Mark Zuckerberg stan. like no. Elon Musk. Elon Musk has, has stands. stands like Elon Musk has people who are into him and will like avenge him at all costs. Mark <laughs> Zuckerberg does not.
0: I think the reason for that is that Elon Musk. Well, okay, there's two things. One is that Elon Musk went on Joe Rogan, so yeah. he has that whole like bro, yeah, like I'm just like yeah. a bro, like I smoke weed on Joe Rogan, like, and then that got people behind him, and they like how the difference with Elon Musk is that he seems like silly almost like it seems silly and harmless. Like he just wants to make spaceships. Like he seems like an overgrown teenager who just kind of like, we're just letting him like figure out the space thing and the cars and like the cars look cool. And like, it doesn't, I've never interacted with the Tesla brand in my life. It's never affected me. Like it doesn't hurt me. The difference is that Facebook inter, like, affects most humans on the planet and actually hurts them. Like what about the, uh, the genocide in what was it? Myanmar that, yeah. that happened because of Facebook. Like people yeah. die because of Facebook, like Tesla. Okay. Like your little yeah. spaceship doesn't go. Like, I don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah. That is also true. Like Tesla has not perpetrated like a great evil. On Earth. Yeah. I just find Elon Musk like annoying. Same. But whatever all right he's just I feel, like a character yeah yeah and he said he should have named his baby a normal name but Yeah. but other than that it's like okay fine and he's kind whatever. of an asshole but whatever can we forgive apple martin now we can definitely we can definitely forgive apple martin <laughs> <laughs> apple martin is off the hook officially <laughs> All right, should we um should we take it to the end of the episode? We actually um before we before we end before I say our little sign off, we do want to preview tomorrow's episode, which is with none other than Senator Tammy Duckworth, um, yeah. who figured out that people who had had babies this year weren't getting their CARES Act child credit because, according to the IRS, those babies don't exist yet. So she's currently proposing legislation to fix that in addition to other loopholes. She also talks about what it's like to be a mother of young children in a body of mostly old white men. I'm talking about Congress. And (laughs) sheds a light on how suppressing mail-in voting will hurt veterans. So really excited to hear that interview. Same. This is our first senator. It's our first senator. No, because, yeah, right, because Swalwell is a representative. Yeah. Sunday senator, maybe. There's only a hundred of them, and we got one. And we got, we, we got one, and it's a really yeah. good one.
0: It's Tammy yeah. Duckworth. Yeah, right. She, yeah, she's like a really good one. Yeah. Any other senators, good ones or not, we'll still have you. Lindsey Graham, the invitation's
2: open. In fact, I have a lot of questions for you. So yeah, actually, we have come. so many questions for Lindsey Graham. <laughs> but I'm really excited to listen to that episode. So until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Corona cast.
1: The Betches Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The SUP is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.